0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: The response to our little broadcast book clash here has been enormously satisfying and gratifying, I'm here to say. When you embark on these podcast and video projects you just don't know how they'll be received and i'm certainly nothing but grateful that things have gone so well since our first show way back in late october therefore the next obvious progression then is of course that i'm mulling a bid for the 2024 u.s presidency i hit all the check boxes i'm well over 35 uh, been here for more than 14 years natural born since oh wait i forgot to publish a memoir well then mike pence it is today on book of the day Back to Book of the Day. We are here for you, and we are here for books, and books are here for us. And Steve Donahue is our book critic at large. So nice to see you today. How are you? Hello, everybody. All right. Mike Pence
0: is the star of the hour, or of the 15 minutes. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? In your teaser, you mentioned how gratifying it is that this little book talk that we do has been so warmly received. So, for today's book, we thought we would punish you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no good deed. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Today is the memoir by Donald Trump's vice president, Mike Pence. So help, so me, God. help me God. He is uh, pictured on the cover in jeans and work boots, just an ordinary guy, but He'll be right there.
1: <laughs> we'll drop it in. <laughs> it
0: is safe to say, regardless of your political affiliation, Unlike most vice presidents, Mike Pence's place in American history is anything but ordinary. He is uh, an odd duck. <laughs> he is one of the few vice presidents in American history who is legitimately historical. Yeah. And it's odd. There is nothing, literally nothing about this guy that isn't odd. It is. It is odd. That knowing that, even if he didn't know it himself, I don't get the impression he's the brightest bald in the bulb box. <laughs> but even if he didn't know it himself, plenty of people had to be telling him. It's odd then that he would write a memoir in which that's virtually a footnote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um he is
1: <sighs> Kenny, he's obviously a man of great faith. That's why he at least how he fobs himself off. He's a man of great faith. Of a certain kind of Christian faith. Yes. And I guess in that, there has to be some sort of integrity... A certain kind of Christian fundamentalist. I, I ended that qu- that statement with a question mark, You'll notice.
0: I know. It, it, by the end of this broadcast, every single comment that we make is going to have ten asterisks after it. Um, <laughs> should we? I know this is just <laughs> we're taking all that goodwill and just flushing it down <laughs> the crapper. But should we explain for readers who find this video in fifty years why Mike Pence is? such a pivotal historical figure. I suppose I could do a brief uh, synopsis. and As objective yeah. as possible. This is not a partisan political broadcast at all. As objectively as possible. I'm hanging on to something for dear life here. I've got the, the rails. election for U.S. president happened. Candidate and then sitting president Donald Trump refused to concede when it was obvious that he had lost. Mm-hmm. He progressed his refusal to concede to organizing, inciting, and launching an armed insurrection on the U.S. Capitol to overtake the country and install himself in power illegally.
1: And as of this recording, that's a developing story, how much he knew and what and where. So We know yeah.
0: at least from uncontested reporting that he knew that, everyone, that lots of people in the crowd were armed. Mm-hmm. And he told them to go to the Capitol and fight like hell. I don't think you need a roadmap. <laughs> but <laughs> after Capitol, a process was happening. The delegations, the votes from the states were being certified. Mm-hmm. According to the Constitution, that is done in a purely ceremonial sense. Right. Right. By the United States sitting vice president. He does not go through the forms. No. Of, I don't know, it doesn't look this looks <laughs> right. no, his role is only to say, You've handed me this. Right. I'm now certified. You've when it comes
1: to you, high political you. drama, the certification of an election has got to be about as riveting as, like, a Lawrence Welk rerun. I mean, there's nothing to it. It's not supposed it's to be dramatic. A
0: purely ceremonial thing. That's what was happening at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And in barely coded tweets all over the morning, then-sitting President Donald Trump was basically telling his vice president not to do that ceremonial thing, apparently thinking that if the vice president didn't do that, the election wouldn't count. <laughs> It's a strange. Okay. Yes, It's we a don't same. know what his thinking is, and right. not, we won't go down, you know, any more of a partisan. I don't. <laughs> although I am only stating things that are that have been absolutely proven, and far people yeah. have gone to jail. Yep, I, I'm stating things that Republican judges have stated. Right. Um, but so the key here isn't what isn't for now what Donald Trump did or thought or anything like that. It's that Mike Pence in that moment, decided to do his job. Did his job, exactly. And a mob attacked the Capitol. It ransacked the Capitol. It smeared feces on the walls of the Capitol. It marched a Confederate flag through the halls of the Capitol. And when that was quelled, and those people were ushered out and went home, Mike Pence and the Congress reconvened. Reconvened, yeah, absolutely. They didn't head for the hills. They reconvened and finished certifying the vote. Of all people, the most, one
1: of the more logical things that was said that day was by <clears throat> Lindsey Graham, who said, Mike, you're going to do your job. And I mean, and he did. And he did.
0: And again, asterisk, <laughs> again, really odd. That makes him a kind of hero. In some ways. Wouldn't you say so? Yes. I mean, I mean take it down to the personal level. You, on that day, with your family right there, and in obvious yeah. danger, hang Mike Pence. Right. His family would have been urged to just stand by and watch. They would have been murdered, too.
1: Without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's You were yourself
0: in that situation, Yeah, with access to a, a Capitol Hill bolt hole with yeah. an armored door. Can you 100% say that you would have gone back into the Capitol building? I'm not sure I would have. That took heroism. There's no harm in saying that. That took heroism to do. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and heroism also to uh, to push back on what had to have been, because we don't know all the meetings and and conferences on the march up to this day, how many people, be it Mark Meadows, be it, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green, whoever he may have come across, who said, "Hey, make sure you know that thing we talked about." Today, you know, Rudy Giuliani. I mean, this is a a rogues group of characters telling you not to do your job. Right. So that's that for me is a
0: bit heroic as well. I mean, just to be the lone person in the room to say no. <laughs> right. And at the moment, he had no sure way of knowing that the crowd would lose. Right. Right. Absolutely. Given all of that which we can certainly say no matter what we else we might say about Mike Pence. You would think that this book, So Help Me God, would be radically different from the kind of book it is. That was my next question. Uh, so uh, in book form. Memoir, political memoir boilerplate. It, it, every mm. line vetted by a lawyer, every line vetted by a PR person, every bit of the book is as buttoned down and boring as Mike <laughs> Pence himself.
1: Not a grabber. Okay. <laughs> and,
0: why? Why would that
1: be? <laughs> Why would that be? Well, it's but it's as, it is as uh, flummoxing as when you watch uh, Mister Pence in interviews when they say, you know, uh, are you are you angry with Donald Trump? Well, I still consider him a friend. Yeah. Strange answer. Strange, strange yeah. answer.
0: In some of those interviews, when Mike Pence he gets that question inevitably, and he puts on that pensive <laughs> face of his. <laughs> yes. I respect the president's agenda, but I admit it angered me a bit. In, on a lot of those interviews, when they were when they were shown, the network put up footage of the gallows. Right, right, right. right. What, what on earth? And uh, the best explanation that I can come up with for the book that you read, if you read this book, is that. The reason Mike Pence is writing this book purely as a business as usual political yeah. memoir is because professionally, ambitiously, he would like to be part of business as usual by running for president. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, that so obviously, obviously okay, yeah. That's every vice president's plan.
1: This isn't throwing his hat into the ring. This is throwing his book into the ring, is what you're saying, essentially. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. He, this is a, an attempt on his part. Some part of him clearly has not let go of the dream that vice presidents always have. Yeah. That, you know, my president, my guy will serve two terms and I will have the greatest platform on earth to campaign for presidency. Absolutely, yeah. Or in Lyndon Johnson's case, well, maybe I'll look the other way while he's killed. No <laughs> boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> But that's for another day.
1: <laughs> if I could give you a podcast timeout, finger. I would, Mister.
0: <laughs> it's never a good sign when I get the wagging Wisconsin <laughs> finger. That's not good. Okay, my it sour grape. <laughs> Refrain. For, another finger. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the country uses. <laughs> Moving but, on. <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make about this book. The weird thing about this book, if you read it. I mean first of all it's boring. Which is a shame. It's it a shame. It is it's weird that Mike Pence didn't realize, okay, I didn't want this at all, but history has given me a a place in every United States history book for right. the rest of the time. Why don't I write a book that reflects that? Right. I was there. I was
1: in I it. I was
0: there. Absolutely. I was the guy they wanted to hang. Yeah. Now I am no friend of Donald Trump. I automatically want wanted that moment to be not only a different kind of Mike Pence memoir, but a different kind of Mike Pence. Yes. Where he comes out and says, this guy's a rabid lunatic. He tried to have me and my family killed. Right. I am still a Republican. I'm still a conservative Republican. If you are, join me. Yeah. get This, this, yeah. that would, that moment would have been great, but it didn't happen. But in this book, in addition to being boring, you're going to see someone who's really trying to just will into existence the pre-January 6th world of American politics. Mm. And I don't think that's possible.
1: I don't think so either. No,
0: that's... Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't think it's possible.
1: to. Go it, is fa- it is fascinating that the one character in this rogues gallery who had underwent the most character change to use a, a fiction, a narrative uh, trope, is Michael Cohen? He's the only one who seems to have done a full, like a uh, uh, you know, that kind of satisfying character change that elicits great. To everyone else it, is
0: yeah. Michael Cohen's arc, where <laughs> right. I am the foremost defender of this guy. I love him. I would take a bullet for him. I'll do anything he tells me to do. Right. I am in trouble because of this guy. This guy is indicted alongside me, only not by name. Nothing happens to him. I am sent to prison, yeah. and that wakes me up. Yeah. And suddenly I am this guy's worst enemy because he personally betrayed me. And once the scales fell from my eyes, I realized how many other things he's betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the arc. That's at least a human arc. Even if you don't agree with it. If you don't if you if you don't agree with (laughs) Cohen's change of heart, it's still a human arc. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. nothing human about my (laughs) (laughs) at all.
1: So this is not a recommend today, uh, I think. No, and
0: it's a question for me. Is this book in your system?
1: Uh, yeah. multiple, multiple, multiple copies. No you sure. bet. Oh, you bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine didn't come in yet, actually. In fact, it became difficult to get. I'm assuming after the first of the year, our copies will come in. We're on the back end of that. So, uh, but there are many copies in the system. You can catch up with one and it's doing uh, relatively good
0: uh, circulation. So the book is boring. The book yeah. is spoilerplate. The book is disastrously off topic. <laughs> that gallows <laughs> is the topic. If you don't agree with that, then you need to have your head examined. That I mean, topic. If the crowd yelling "Hang Mike Pence" right. is the foremost feature of a memoir by a guy named Mike Pence, then you are missing uh, the point. But gosh. no matter what you think about that, it is necessarily a historical volume. So maybe that's the interest that's driving the people. It's 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 certainly a
1: step on the staircase to the truth of our current age. So yes, I, I don't, mean, I
0: just don't know what he's expecting. The, the rank and file Republicans well, I think you mentioned him. what he's expecting. <laughs> the rank and file Republicans don't want him. The Democrats they don't. certainly don't want him. No, and the Trump followers want him dead. They yeah. don't want to not vote for him. They want he, him dead. He really should have entitled this man without a country. <laughs> I mean, kind of, it is kind of a tragedy. It is. America. It is.
1: It really is. is. And, nowhere and, to go. And seems clueless about it. Still thinks, oh shuck they kind of at least it at least close. two people in the room like me. <laughs> you see my tie look at my tie i will say
0: that the one touching part of this book is that uh as far as he's concerned in the book the place that he still has to go is his faith
1: yes and that does seem genuine i mean you know in as much as you know, I don't want to say a televangelist, but I mean, there's obviously there's some foundation there that he turns to. And it in, in accordance with his faith, he is able to say those who wanted to hang me maybe aren't such terrible people. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying here. <laughs> well, one thing we know for sure, ladies and gentlemen, is that both your roving book reporter and your producer are going to need hernia operations. <laughs> See you tomorrow with a truss.
1: <laughs> oh, my god. How about goodness.
0: tomorrow we talk about, oh, I don't know, a book? Hey. <laughs> I we, well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it has a cover. It has
1: pages. It has a cover. It has pages. We did <laughs> our job, people. <laughs> And the best thing, the best thing to come out of this episode, I'm here to say, I had to write it down while you were doing it, is if SNL is looking for a Mike Pence. That was a really good impersonation, Steve. I was blown away. Just so you know, I, it was having Mr. Pence on the show. Just for a moment.
0: It was good. As long as we know that that's as far as the resemblance goes. An <laughs> Irish Catholic response to someone who organizes a mob to hang you is not, well, it angered me a bit. <laughs> That's a future book for a
1: future day, (laughs) and we are here Monday through Friday, and we survived. (laughs) (laughs) We survived the Vice President Mike Pence episode. So help me God, go look for it, read it, let us know what you think. Maybe we maybe maybe we missed something. All right, take care, everybody. Back tomorrow.